Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Dead End Sports Podcast. This is a weekly sports podcast. We call it the best couple of hours of your sports week. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in and subscribing. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. You can find a podcast just about anywhere where podcasts are given for free. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Of course, I will not be doing this podcast alone. Joining me are the homies. First up, my man, BZ430. BZ, what up, though? What up? What's going on? What up, though? Chilling, chilling. What's cracking? Nah, man, getting over this sickness, man. I had had, had the bugs. Actually, I had the bu- It was coming down a little bit when we got done with last week's show, but then, okay. like, by Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, by Friday, it, it hit me hard. And then Friday and Saturday and Sunday, man, I felt like crap. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of just starting to feel better, man. I feel feeling better yesterday and feeling even even more, you know, more feeling better again this today. So I'm just trying to get back to 100%. True, true indeed. Hang in there, bro. Hang in there. Also joining us is the homie Ken. Ken, what up, man? What up, what up, what up? What's good? Um... Chilling, chilling, uh, celebrating today was a good day. Um, advanced to the semifinals in fantasy football uh, <laughs> by point seven two points. Wow! I won less than one point. It was crazy. Guess who I I play? Who you play? The four thirty. Oh wow! Go to the finals. Little, yep. Little head-to-head competition here. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. Um, you know, on this week's fantasy football show, which will drop Thursday. So make sure okay. you guys tune in for for that. True indeed, true indeed. And the homie FIFO will be joining us momentarily. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, it's been a crazy week this past week in the world of sports. Uh, so let's start right there. B, man, what stood out to you this past week, uh, whether it be college basketball, college football, Major League Baseball, the NBA and the NFL? Uh, actually, uh, boxing stood out for me this week. OK, OK. And uh, we had uh, oh, I, I, I messed their names up. I brew their names up. Rigado and Lamachank, Lamachenko, Lamachico, mm-hmm. a Russian guy uh, for uh, the uh, light heavyweight bout. Uh, both guys undefeated. Well, actually, one guy had one loss, and the other guy's undefeated. Rigado, who's older, and Rigado, man, he got toyed around, man. It was a, it was one of those fights where if you love technical style boxing, chess match boxing, this was the fight for you. But Rigado didn't he? He ended up quitting by the second round, man. Uh, Lemachenko was just doing whatever he wanted to with him, man. It, it was crazy, like. I did not expect this fight to go the way it went. It, it, it was it was amazing, but um, that and the fact that uh, Yankees getting Stanton from the Marlins, mm-hmm. like that, those are two big standouts for me, man. With the boxing match and Yankees getting Stanton, I think it's not official yet, but I think it's it's about to be official. And man, like your Yankees about to load up now, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the two mm-hmm. things that stood out for me this weekend while I was sick watching sports and and stuff. True indeed, true indeed. Ken, what about you, man? What stood out for you this past week in the world of sports? Uh, Tom Brady in late season form, um, <laughs> uh, with with uh, two 
back-to-back bad games. Um, some people are going to say it's, it's old age, but I would like to point out that um, Dart Adams on Twitter pointed out to a lot of people that Brady tends to struggle against the Dolphins late in, in the year and that he has a history of losing these type of games, the games where you go into a youth like, oh, man, he's, he's going to beat them down. And then, you know, the opposite happens. Um, so everybody is questioning him now because, of course, obviously he's 40. He only eats grass and people are wondering <laughs> if he's going to be able to, you know, keep this up. So, um, so yeah, so, but nah, I, I think he'll be fine. Everybody know Gronk was missing. But uh, shout out to the Dolphins. They completed a good weekend for me. Um, let's see, what else? Um, I love how uh, Willie Taggart, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how he's already see see this this is what happened when you get a black coach because he talking mess already he talking mess already I love it <laughs> yeah man like it, it's 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 good man like this is a sport and and it's a competitive sport so um so it's it's kind of dope that he's coming in and he's trying to infuse that organization with with some energy you know they just lost you know a guy who's been there for a while who won them a title and you know he's trying to go ahead and put his imprint on uh, on that that uh, that university, so so that's dope. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars. How long have I been talking about the Jaguars on this show? For a mm. couple of months now, mm-hmm. they they went and beat the Seattle Seahawks, you know, and um, they did it in, in 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 dominant fashion. Like I know the score looks close, but that's because Russell w- Wilson. Um, you know, he just he just caught fire, <laughs> and because um, when I was looking at it, because I, I needed Russell Wilson to have a bad game, so when I was looking at it, it was at halftime, it was ten nothing. I was like, yeah, go ahead and go ahead, Jacksonville. So anyway, um, so and then all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, oh man, are you guys serious? And they let Russell Wilson get loose. But in any event, I, I've been talking about the Jaguars on this show for quite some time. And even now, people are starting to talk about them a little bit, but um, they still don't quite believe. But anyway, that's why you should listen to us, man, because we're ahead of the curve. We see stuff like mm-hmm. this. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this was something that this is another thing on the show that we got in front of. And, and here we are. So, yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's it. Those are really the, the standouts from uh, this weekend for me. Oh, 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 man. And uh, Marshall Falk, Donovan McNabb, <laughs> and whoever else is got it. That, man, nobody is safe. And, and I can imagine this could get very ugly in sports and sports media in general. I think this is the start. So, um, yeah, man, it's something to, to keep an eye on. No doubt, no doubt. And we'll talk about that in just a few as well. Uh, let's see what stood out to me this past. Oh, the first and foremost, man, taking it to the NFL, man, that, uh, game between the Colts and the Buffalo bills and that snow. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure most of you listening have seen the footage of it, but they got crazy snow this past weekend in ball in Buffalo. And, um, 
you know, the game was played in some adverse conditions to say to say the least. I mean, like you could barely see the game from the stands. I don't know what kind of fan would actually sit in that kind of snow. I guess it's a Buffalo thing. There's no way in hell I'd sit through that. But uh, shout out to the fans and, and for the teams who played in that game. Uh, Frank Gore in particular, man, um, he had 36 carries for 130 yards uh, in his this was game number 193. So, man, Frank Gore has been an all out beast. And and really to get it done in that kind of weather, I think, speaks volumes to where he is, you know, still making still making things happen as a player, even at the age that he is. Um, also, big shout out to uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald this past weekend passed. Um, he passed Randy Moss. Uh, he only trails now Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens in receiving yards. Uh, he's already passed Marvin Harrison, Steve Smith, Tim Brown, Tony Gonzalez, and uh, Isaac Bruce uh, this year. So he is right now third in uh, career receiving yards. He is a guy who is destined for the Hall of Fame. Um, and also got a shout out. Uh, one thing that stood out to me this past week, uh, the Falcons, man, the hometown Falcons. Uh, they started off, you know, very sluggish, but they seem to, you know, start to be finding their, their footing. Um, you know, they started off seven and five and, you know, right now they're eight and five and, uh, they actually will, could win the NFC South if they win their final three games. Now they, they go on the road this weekend to Tampa. The game is on Monday night. Then they go to new Orleans and then close out the season at home against Carolina. Uh, none of those will be easy victories, but you know, the Falcons actually control their own destiny. And this time last year, they, they were at seven and five and went on that run and made it to the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. Um, and an even crazier note in this past week's game, uh, Matt Ryan threw three interceptions where it seemed like the saints weren't, weren't trying to win the game. And Matt Ryan was trying to give the, give the game away. Uh, ironically enough, this, the Falcons are two and oh in games in which Matt Ryan throws three interceptions. So, you know, that's statistic for you, <laughs> wherever you want to take it um, to the NBA. Uh, shout out to the Spurs. They, they will be getting back uh, Kawhi Leonard tonight. Uh, as we record this, Kawhi Leonard is making his season debut. Um, and also in the NBA, a uh, big shout out to Victor Oladipo uh, for the uh, Indiana Pacers. Uh, he dropped a career high 47 points this past Sunday night. Uh, he's leading all Eastern Conference guards in, in scoring. I think he's averaging like 24.5 points a game. Um, and the Pacers have won four in a row. So, uh, And they beat Cleveland and to snap their 13-game th- uh, uh, winning streak. And tomorrow uh, they will host OKC, uh, who we'll talk about a little bit later. But they will host Paul George coming back for his first game um, you know, since being traded to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, last but not least, man, B mentioned it, man. Saturday, I'm chilling, uh, kicking it on my birthday, and I get a text, and the text just reads, John Carlos Stanton is coming to the Yankees. <laughs> and all I could do was laugh. <laughs> oh, man, you poor souls. It's okay. over, man. It's over. It's over. And Ken, you just talked about this last week, and, and it's funny, Ken, because when you were talking about it last week, th- I know you didn't mention the Yankees as far as a potential landing spot for Stanton, but the thought kind of ran across my mind. I was like, nah, we don't need Stanton. We got, we're good. You know, we we had a nice run this past season. When I say we, I mean, for those of you listening, I am a diehard Yankees fan. Um so, yeah, man, all I could do is laugh. All I could do is laugh at you poor souls because it is a wrap. 
It is a wrap. If we get halfway decent pitching, I will see you in the World Series. Uh, I'm already making plans right now. There will be a week where I'm going to have to go to New York and I'm going to have to take in a series in the Bronx at the stadium to see Mr. Stanton, Mr. Judge, Mr. Sanchez, the whole Yankee squad. I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to spring training. I, I wish it could start right now. I am so pumped up about this season. And, uh, you know, yeah, we're going to pay Stanton, uh, you know, a lot of money. But, you know, we got money like that. We're the Yankees and you're not. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on. Um, as I mentioned at the top, man, a lot of stuff happened this past week. So uh, one of the biggest games that happened this past weekend was the showdown in Los Angeles. Still feels kind of strange to call uh, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, but it was a matchup of the arguably the two best teams in the, the NFC uh, with the um, L.A. Rams hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and MVP candidate Carson Wentz went down. Uh, the Eagles won the game, but they lost Wentz to a torn ACL. Uh, he is out for the season. Uh, again, Wentz was playing at an MVP level. This game featured two of the best young quarterbacks in the game and uh, both second-year pros, Carson Wentz and uh, Jared Goff for the uh, Los Angeles Rams. So with you know Wentz being out for the season, and B, I'll start first with you. Can the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl without him? Uh, it's going to be tough, man. Um, you know, this is amazing, though, because remember, <coughs> excuse me, remember when Foles had like a, a like a good season? What was that, 2013, 2014? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was, you know, all on this strap, And it's like it's amazing now people kind of questioning, will he be able to lead the team? Where if this was like three or four years ago, it would have been no question because he was like a bona fide, you know, so-called bona fide starter. But um, I don't know, man. You know, usually when you, you know, it, I think this is gonna be the same situation with the Raiders last year. Remember how, you know, they was rolling with Carr and Carr was balling, and you know, Raiders looking like a team that can kind of, kind of compete with the AFC with the Patriots last year until Carr got went down, and it just seemed like the morale of the team went down. So, you know, I mean, granted, it's two different different teams, but I, you know, these guys seem like a little bit more of a family and more happy and friendly, and 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 you know, they have fun. So. Let's see if that phone will still hold up, even with their main guy. Wentz is going to be out for the remainder of the year. So, ah, Suvo, you know, NFC is so tight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, NFC is very tight. So, I don't know. It's very little room for error in the NFC right now because when they showed that playoff race and all the teams in the hunt, it's tight, man. So, I don't know if they can – I can't say if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, man. I really can't say. I can probably say they, you know – Maybe NFC Championship game at best, but I can't. I can't say the Super Bowl. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Ken, what about you, man? Um, the Wentz wagon has been derailed. Uh, can the, can the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl? No, 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 they can't. Um, I understand. I mean, first of all, Foles is your is your backup, um, <laughs> so that's the first problem, and. You know, I didn't get a chance to see much football, if any, this year. Um, so I didn't get a chance to really to see Wentz play at all. And all I kept hearing was just how great he is and the impact that he's had on that team. Mm-hmm. And looking at the makeup of that team before they got Jay Ajayi, I mean, they still had the same pieces. Um, but from what we've seen of those pieces – they were 
I don't want to say nobodies, but they were not elite guys. Like Alshon Jeffrey is, is a talented receiver, but we haven't seen him like go out and really like dominate, dominate as a number one receiver. He didn't have like, and I know what I'm going to say, the Des Bryant impact. People are going to think about Des Bryant of the last year or two, but just think mm-hmm. about Des Bryant from back in the day. Right, um, right. You know, because I, I think he, you know, I, I can't say Antonio Brown because nobody can be or Julio Jones. <laughs> nobody can get on their level, but they can be a Des Bryant if they're a true like number one wideout. And I haven't seen that from him. Um, it's just really been the offense and the defense, and Wentz just making the right throws in the right right plays to it seems like whoever's open. So I think that comes with the level of IQ at the QB position. And and because of that, they've been able to to win a lot of games. So now that he's gone, and you lose that it factor that he brought to the to the Eagles this year, and you replace that with with Nick Foles, then no, no, I I, I don't see them getting to the um the 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 Super Bowl. And I was looking forward to possibly seeing Wentz make that run. But now I think it's it's wide open, and I think any team below them, outside of Minnesota, can get there. Um, and that's no knock on Minnesota. You gotta mm-hmm. give Case Keenum the, the props, but at some point, the clock is gonna strike twelve on him. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I've been saying the same thing. <laughs> huh? I, I've been saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Salute to him. You're having a career year as they say in, in baseball, but, you know, at some point, man, it's, it's going to happen. And you may have seen it happen last week. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, I, I think, you know, for everybody else outside of the Rams and, and the Vikings, I think they got a shot. And I think it comes down to the quarterback, Breeze, Newton, Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. or Russell Wilson, if he get in. But golf, too young. And Case Keenum, he's a pumpkin. So mm. I feel bad for Philly, man. But nah. Yeah, yeah, man. It is. It, it 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 really had been their year. Um, I agree with you guys, man. I, I I can't. I can't say that I think that they would make the Super Bowl. I've, it's it's just we we know come playoff time, you, you're not playing against you know lesser caliber defenses everybody in the playoffs are good you know so you may play i don't know like let's let's take philadelphia for instance you know they may play uh the rams one week and then come back the next week and play the giants well i mean that's night and day as far as the level of competition that you're playing against yeah they they put their pads on and they get paid to play but i mean come on we know that the Eagles won't be challenged defensively uh, by the Giants the same way that they will by the by the Rams. Um, and ultimately, in every game, a quarterback has to make the throws. He has to make plays. He may have to make plays with his feet if he, you know, if he can do that. Uh, and I just don't trust Nick Foles to do that. Um, Nick Foles had a good little run. And I, I don't know about you. And I, Ken, I know you didn't see the game. It'd be, you may not have seen the game either, but. To be honest, when Wentz got knocked out, I was like, and and Nick Foles came in the game. I was like, damn, Nick Foles still in the league? (laughs) 
Because I had no clue yeah. he was still in the league. <laughs> I had no clue that he was still here. in the league. You know, and you know, we and we've and I and I'm not even gonna bring up Kaepernick, but I mean like it just goes when I looked across the board of some of these teams, when you look at the teams like Green Bay and some of these other teams that are scrapping trying to get in the get into the playoffs and, and they're using they're having to go to the maybe their second or third backup. Houston is another team. Um, you know, I look, I can only help but wonder what would have happened if their ownership had moved forward and signed a guy like Kaepernick and you have a guy who's proven who could get you over the hump. Um, that being said, I, I, no, I just, I don't see it from Nick Foles. I think, and, and people say, well, you know, Nick Foles played well, you know, against, uh, you know, the Rams. And I was like, that's cause he was thrown in, you know, it, it, it makes a huge difference when you're, when you're summoned from off the bench as opposed to going into a game and and teams planning and scheming to play against you. That's that's a huge difference. And people have game film on Nick. I mean, Nick Foles is a backup for a reason. I guess that's the biggest thing that I can say. He's a backup for a reason. And no, I think he probably can man, you know, the the fort long enough and and well enough to get them into the playoffs and, you know, possibly home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But no, I, I this team could very well get knocked out in the you know in their first game, uh, because Nick Foles is who he is, and like you said, at some point, it's the the clock is going to strike twelve. Ken, you made a great point about Case Keenum. I said the same thing. Case Keenum is starting to look like Case Keenum, and you know you can attribute some of that of what he did or didn't do this past week to the Carolina defense, but he didn't look that good a couple of weeks ago when they played against the Falcons. And uh, and so, you know, at some point and I know at this point in the season, head coach Mike Zimmer isn't necessarily enthusiastic about bringing Teddy Bridgewater off the bench. But, bruh, if Case Keenum keeps playing like this at some point in time, you got to say, well, maybe, you know, we've got a legitimate shot. Let's throw Teddy in there and see what we got. Worst case scenario, if he if he's not ready or not back to where we think Teddy Bridgewater should be, then you can go back to Keenum. But that Vikings team is is stout. So. I like their chances, you know, if they can get decent quarterback play. I like the Rams chances. You know, if, again, if golf can keep it up, um, somebody's got to come out of the NFC South. Um, I, I can't really trust Cam as a quarterback because Cam, he's he's hit or miss. If, if Cam is on, yeah, the Panthers look really good. But Cam, you know, he's on one game off two games. So it, it, the NFC just became really wide open where I thought – Philly probably was the lock for the uh, for the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, not so much. And like you said, Ken, if if Seattle can possibly get in, I mean, you know what Russell Wilson can do. So um, we'll see how it plays out, man. But yeah, in in the NFC, I think it's wide open, and I think Philly's really gonna. It sucks because they had all the tools to go all the way. Uh, don't think they will make it. Uh, speaking of the NFL, uh, we got word. Uh, of some more off the field news, uh, this time dealing with the NFL Network. Uh, the NFL Network has suspended uh, Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, Ike Taylor, and Heath Evans as their on air talent as they investigate allegations of sexual harassment. Uh, these suspensions came in response to a filing of a lawsuit by a woman by the name of Jamie Cantor. She is a former. Uh, NFL Network stylist. 
Uh, she also said she also alleges in the uh, in the filing that former NFL players Donovan McNabb and Eric Davis, both of whom used to work for the NFL, now work for ESPN, uh, that they engaged in sexually inappropriate behavior when they work for the NFL network. Uh, both McNabb and Eric Davis appear now on ESPN and ESPN announced that neither will appear until further review of their of this case or what have you. Um, so it's some wilding out going on on the NFL network, man, or at least that's what has been alleged. Uh, this young lady had been an employee for the NFL network as a wardrobe stylist, uh, for the better part of 10 years. Uh, she, I think I want to say about a year ago was fired for allegedly stealing, um, some wardrobe material, uh, someone's clothing. So, all of that being said, again, another black eye for the NFL. This time it's coming from their lead network. Uh, B, man, what, what's your take on this, man? Well, I mean, if, and I don't know if you guys had a chance to read the allegations, but, you know, any, you know, a lot of stuff here, man. You know, guys sending pictures, groping, touching her, you know, um, you know, comments. Warren Sapp was also named in the suit. Warren Sapp allegedly sent uh, showed her pictures of other women, naked women that he slept with, and they talked about how they wanted all of these things they wanted to do to her sexually, what have you. She was, you know, according to her, she was sexually harassed uh, in a major way. And, you know, the NFL network let it go on and did not say anything about it to protect her. Now, of course, we oh, know wow. about. See, I, didn't, I didn't know all that. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, so, and, and we, all of this is coming on the heels of the Harvey Weinstein and the Russell Simmons and. All of these other Hollywood major players that are getting outed, and now this is trickling into the sports arena, man. So, B, uh, what's your take on this, man? Man, it, <clears throat> this is amazing, man. Just this whole the whole sexual harassment allegations that's been going on in the past what six months, man. It's just like every every time you look up, I'm I'm looking like who's next? Like, are we gonna hear some about Dion? You know, so are we gonna hear some about? Some other respected, you know, previous football players or commentators or anything, man. It's just like when I saw Don McNabb and Marshall Ford, I was like, damn, like they just getting everybody like you, your phrase, Kyle, out of the paint. They just getting them. Oh, yeah. Everybody getting out of the paint. (laughs) You said what? I said everybody's getting out of the paint. Yeah, everybody's just getting out of the paint. So when I just saw that, I was just like, man. Now, when I saw Warren Satin's name in there. I was like uh, 50 Cent on Power. Man, he guilty as fuck. He did that shit. Like, <laughs> some about Warren Sapp, that didn't that didn't surprise me. Diamond McNabb and Marsha fought, I guess, surprised me more just the way they carried themselves. And, you know, we see how crazy, silly, you know, and wild that Warren Sapp can be, you know, especially coming from the uh, Miami of you. Miami U. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's just like, my question is, who's next? Like, who's going to be next out of this whole mm. uh, deal? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. It's like an extension of and pretty soon ain't gonna be no more men at work because you can't even speak to a female or say hi or hey, man, that's a nice dress you have on or like that. Like you gonna get out of the paint. Like you gonna get out. Mm-hmm. Ken, what about you, man? What what's your what's your thoughts on this, man? Major major scandal at the NFL Network. So is the Eric Davis guy? Is that the one that's on Speak for Yourself now? Uh, this is Eric Davis, the former 49er, 49er, not Eric Davis, not Eric Davis, the former baseball player. 
So yeah, yeah, that is the guy that that's on uh, Speak for Yourself. Wow. Okay. Um, man, I like dude. Man, he was he was um he was okay with me. I like his points. They always seem fair, and um and unbiased. But dang, this sucks. Um, like I said in the opening, man, this is just the beginning. We're talking about football players um, that have probably have had things their way when it comes to women for quite some time now. Um, From high school to college to the pros, they're professional athletes, they're stars slash superstars, and they tend to have women throwing themselves at them. And because of that, they may think that they are allowed certain privileges or that their superstar status may override whatever that woman feels negatively about them. And because of that, I could see them, if this is true, um, being aggressive. And it's just one woman, right? Making this yeah, just yeah, just yeah, them. just one woman, Jamie Cantor. Yeah, so we don't know her. I don't know her. Um, but I wonder if word got out uh, got out about whatever about her. It's just uh, because we got multiple guys seeming to seeming to go after the same woman, and you know, so I, I don't know if word got around or somebody was saying something that may not have been true or maybe she had a relationship with one and he thought he could pass her around so to speak and then everybody wanted to try it you know that stuff happens stop <laughs> it can stop it i'm just saying man like it look we we gotta keep it real man it's and i'm not, not right. i'm not laughing being insensitive i'm just laughing at ken yeah yeah it's not right man but hey man look this stuff that's happening now um, needs to happen. It's been a long time coming, but I can tell you, growing up, you know, the stuff that you hear, the stuff that you see, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying it's right at all. I'm just saying that it's just something that happens, and I'm a person that. You know, sometimes we got to get out of this bubble of the social media world that we live in where everybody says the right thing and it's PC and this, that, and other. The real world isn't on social media. The mm, real world. Good point. Good yeah, point. man. Like, sometimes people get caught up on just, you know, all this PC and, the, uh, and, and all that stuff. And, man, if you get outside of that and, and you go, go to the hoods, go to some of these high schools. Go to some of these colleges and you talk to people that's not on social media, that world that we live in still exists. Mm. <laughs> and all of the conversation that's taking place on the news now and stuff like that, they're not watching. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, they don't even give a damn. So it's going to take a while for all of that to trickle down and permeate to the general public. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that this is just the beginning. As I said, um, when we open the show and it wouldn't surprise me if 
more and more keep happening. And B's right. At some point, all of the faces that we're used to seeing are going to be gone. And we haven't heard any of them, any that I've seen, correct me if I'm wrong, deny it. Right. And maybe their lawyer is telling them to keep quiet for now. But I'm just saying, I nobody has said I didn't do it just yet. And I'm waiting to see that. But man, like, look at the names, dog. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Donovan, Ike Taylor, Heath Evans. That that's a white boy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you used to play with the Saints. Yeah, every day, every, man, every day was like I was surprised by Marshall Falk. I was like, God dang, Marshall Falk trying to get down like that. Yeah, man. The, the thing that they said, <laughs> the the what what is alleged that Marshall Falk did uh, uh, outside of you know harassing her, she, she said that he she touched her. Uh, allegedly, she said that he invited her to his room, and when she came to his room, he whipped it out and said, "You're not gonna get on this," and <laughs> pinned her again, pinned her against the wall. And pressed it on her, trying to get her to give him some head. So yeah, I'm man. So, la- I need to say this real quick. I'm not laughing at like. Right, you laughing way. at the ridiculousness. This is like, yeah, oh yeah, my god, dude, are you for, yeah. well, are you for real? Like, it's, it's almost well, like in shock and awe. Come on, like. Well, you, well, you know what it is. It goes, and it's some B touched on. It goes back to you know power, and I think in a lot of these cases, not just men and women. You know, it's people in a position of power taking advantage of someone, whether it be male or female um, in, in that. And I think we as a society have to get out of this because I, I, I see a lot of stuff on you know social media and people are just just really dismissing this. And I don't think this is something that needs to be dismissed, no. not just in this case, but some of these other cases as well. You know, women get harassed on a constant basis. And I remember at one point on in time <laughs> on site. Yeah. And, and I remember at one point in time in the business world, and this was years and years and years ago, but like if you were a woman in an office and you didn't get harassed or didn't get, you know, the off color jokes, men would think something was wrong with you. Like, because it was so commonplace in the workplace in the seventies and the eighties. So, you know, it's 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 unfortunate, man. And I think we as men in particular and particularly those of you, the men who listen to this show, um, you have to be more responsible and then keep, you know, the people that, you know, in check when it comes to stuff like that, because they think it's OK. Uh, I don't know this woman, but I think for her to have this lawsuit fight and of course you know people say well she's just bitter because she got fired for stealing clothes i mean that could be the case but i don't think that she makes this story up about five other guys that she worked with you know what i mean and then i I don't think that she would subject herself to this public humiliation if you will and and slut shaming if there was no validity to it and again like ken said from russell simmons to brett ratner to harvey weinstein to Kevin Spacey, I have yet to hear one person say, I didn't do it. I'm going to sue you for libel. Not one. What we've heard is I'm going to resign. I'm going to step down. Russell Simmons said, I'm going to, you know, step away for a few. And I'm like, okay, so where are you stepping away to? You know, 
And I don't know what the NFL Network is going to do with Marshall. I mean, Marshall Falk has been with the NFL Network, I want to say, for the better part of 10 years. So, you know, I don't know how they handle this. You know, a guy like Warren Sapp, you know, he's not even on the air. So so I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. But, you know, Marshall Falk, like you said, is the big name in all of this. And what he is alleged to have done is sickening. You know, you can't do that. You just can't. And I don't understand that mindset of thinking that you can do this and just get away with it and be cool with it. And it goes back to what Ken said. Maybe something happened. Maybe somebody said something. And even if something, let's say somebody did sleep with her and, and you know, they tried to feel like it was going to pass. Even if that happened, she did not deserve to be harassed, allegedly, if that's what happened. And, you know, I, I, I doubt various. I, personally, I tend to believe women when they come up, when they come out with these stories, because I don't think that women women are going to make this stuff up. Is it possible? Yes, anything's possible. But I tend to believe the woman. And I, I don't think this woman is lying. Now, if we get a situation where the NFL network says, you know, she's lying or they don't believe her, you know, that's one thing. Or we get a lawsuit from Donovan McNabb or Ike Taylor or something like that. Um, but usually when guys go silent when stuff like this happens, this silence, to me, at least speaks volumes. So we'll see how this plays out, man. But this is this is not a good look for the NFL. Uh, taking it to the NFL, we saw the game this past weekend. Uh, it got real ugly in Jacksonville. As Ken mentioned, Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Seattle Seahawks, uh, knocking the Seattle Seahawks out of the momentarily, at least out of the playoff race. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the game, if you saw the game, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars were in victory formation, just ready to snap the ball. And they went to snap the ball. And um, Michael Bennett des- <laughs> decides to dive into the center and try to swipe the ball and dives into his knees. And of course, you know, got you know, that's that is the part of the game where you kind of relenting, you're kind of letting up, kind of waving the white flag, if you will. Uh pushing and shoving started happening. Guys, you know, a, a little fight broke out or what have you. Um and Sheldon Richardson, Michael Bennett, and Quentin Jefferson were all flagged for personal fouls. Now Richardson and Jefferson were both thrown out of the game. Richardson on his attempt to leave the excuse me, uh, Jefferson on his attempt to leave the field uh, was leaving the field and fans in Jacksonville started throwing objects and items and cups of water as well as beer. Uh, Some beer hit him and he lost it. Uh, He made an attempt to go into the stands and this was about to look eerily familiar with the malice in the palace. Uh, subsequently, security kept him from going into the stands. Um, but the NFL said, hey, you know, they apologize and, you know, no, they will be fine. But none of these players will be suspended. Uh, so, FIFA, I'll start right there with you, man. Did they did the NFL handle this right? As long as they didn't go into the stands and a fight didn't happen and we didn't have Malice in the Palace Part 2, then a fine, I think, is it is perfectly fine um like what what else are we supposed to do suspend somebody for trying to do something that didn't happen um you know i i don't know how much you find them you know they don't pay me 22 and a half million dollars or 30 million dollars to make that decision so i ain't gonna make that decision for free um but yeah man, I, I, you know i i think a fine is fine i what what more what more could we want do, do you disagree kyle no i i think it's I'm a little surprised. Well, first of all, I'm, I was surprised that it got to that because 
we've all seen players be be ejected from games and usually security ushers them on their way out. But it looked like the security was kind of laxed. And fortunately for me, I've never had anything thrown at me. But I think when the first water bottle or what have you got thrown, dude got upset and then more people started throwing things. So instead of at that time, security saying, hey, let's get out of here. Let's get you in the tunnel. He got more belligerent. And so he was literally about to go into the stands. And if we all know the fans don't want none with none of these NFL players. I mean, because this guy's got to be at least six, five, 300 pounds. So I, I didn't it's it's a bad look for the NFL as I mean, a lot of stuff was a bad considering especially when you consider the games that happened on Sunday, there was some very good games on Sunday, but that was a black eye for the NFL. I, I, I don't think that you could suspend it, but I know a lot of people were calling for these players to, for that, for that player in particular to be suspended, but I don't think they should have been suspended though. B what about you? What, what's your take on it? Did the NFL handle this correctly with just doling out fines and letters of reprimand? Yeah, I, I think that was good. I'm glad no one got suspended, you know, uh, from from this. Um, you know, but I think if if dude, if if guys weren't there to hold him back, dude was definitely gonna go into them stands. <laughs> we would have had the <laughs> palace in NFL style because he was he was literally getting ready to climb over into the stands. So that that was about to go down. But I mean, I'm glad he was just suspended. I think he just it was just a human nature. I mean, like I think he I saw his um. Uh, after game interview, he was just like, you know, I'm I'm a man as well. You know, I'm I'm also a human being. Just because mm-hmm. I play football doesn't mean I don't have feelings or don't have emotions. Which that's a good point. But also on the flip side, you know, you have to understand people want you to react. People do stuff for you. They want you to react. They mm-hmm. want you to act stupid so they can be like, oh, there you go, another black guy acting crazy again on the on the on football field, just like we expected him. So, you know, it makes sense. I get it. But um, yeah, I think it just shows that at the end of the day. You know, Look, you especially if you if you especially you from the urban inner city, you know that that came out in them. It, it just it just came out. Dude wasn't having it, and he didn't like the way that he was being disrespected and being thrown stuff being thrown at him. So, yeah, man, I, I think and I and the refs probably could have did a better job of getting it. I'm pretty sure the officials gonna look back at the tape and, and find out that you know the fan that threw that the stuff and they gonna handle that diligently just like they did with the uh, malice in the palace. So, you know, it's just. This is one of those situations where <laughs> I kind of understood from both sides of the fence. You know what I'm saying? From his side of the fence and from, like, people saying, well, you shouldn't act that way. But, you know, sometimes, you know, there's only so much you can take sometimes as a person, as a human being. And you're right. like, look, I'm not going to be treated as a sucker. And that's that's how he felt. So, you know, I understood that. And, and Pete Carroll, uh, the Seattle Seahawks coach after the game, said that uh, he said, quote, you know, the fans pay a lot of money to, to sit in the stands. So I guess – they feel like they can do whatever they want with us, close quote. So he he was he was very pissed about it. He didn't like the he didn't like the fact that his player tried to go in his stance, but he was also upset that these fans were allowed to just throw stuff. Um, Ken, what's your take on that, man? Did the NFL handle this correctly? Um, damn, I think so, man. I think so. I think they took the player side in this one. I think they saw that the player reacted. Uh, it was a human response that he had, and it was one that was natural. And I think it's hard to expect somebody to take the high road. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if somebody hits through something at me, like, what do you, depending on the person, what do you expect? 
And sometimes we demand so much out of athletes that we wouldn't necessarily demand of ourselves simply because they're athletes. And I, I don't think that's that's fair. And I think whoever held him back did a good job. And as long as the NFL handled their business and make sure that the per- person or persons that committed that offense is dealt with, then I think this could go uh, quite some ways in repairing what is kind of a, fr- a, 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 a fractured relationship between the NFL and, and the players. And, um, and for me, I'm okay with the decision that they made because the person that or persons that threw that, they're the ones at fault. And mm-hmm. um, he just reacted in, in the way that, that he knew how. And, um, and, and it's over with. So um, it didn't turn into a malice in the palace type things. Number one, it's kind of hard to get up there. I don't see he's going to jump over that rail. <laughs> he's going to climb up hey, there. Well, he, he was pretty determined, Ken. <laughs> he was. He was. So that helped. But to that point, thank God he couldn't get up there. Right. Because who knows what could have happened. So, um, so yeah, I'm okay with what they, they did here. Yes, and, and just a closing note, especially for fans that are listening, uh, you pay for a ticket. You know, I, I'm not mad at anybody that goes to a basketball game, a football game, or a baseball game, or a hockey game, and you yell, you know, that somebody sucks or whatever like that. That's okay. But to berate somebody and to throw stuff at them, nah, man, these are animals. And you got to also remember too that these these are, are human beings and they're men, men just like you are. So, you know, all of that stuff comes with a consequence. If you're not willing to throw something at somebody walking down the street, don't think because you're sitting in the stands that somebody won't come see you or send somebody to come see you. So, uh, you know, that, like you said, that situation could have been a whole lot worse than what it was. Uh, moving on to the NBA. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder, man. We I think we got a problem out here in OKC. Uh, we've talked about it briefly on other podcasts, but uh, at the time of this recording, the Oklahoma City Thunder are 12 and 14. Um, they are not winning games. They're they're getting beat by teams uh, that definitely aren't on their same level. Uh, not only that, they've gotten blown out a couple of times at home. Uh, and as I mentioned at the top, man, they they are actually their next game this coming Wednesday, which will be tomorrow at the time of this recording. Uh, they will be heading to Indiana to face the Pacers in Paul George's return home uh, to Indianapolis. Um, so a team that most people thought should be right there in the mix to contend in the West with Houston and with uh, Golden State and San Antonio uh Right now, mired under 500 and just really aren't looking well at all. So let's start right there. Uh, B, what's wrong with the Oklahoma City Thunder? Oh, man. You know, it, it's amazing that, you know, we're talking about them because uh, what's my man? Oladipo is having the time of his life, life mm-hmm. in right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all talked about this last season, how his play has went down so much. <laughs> When, we, when he went to OKC, we thought, you know, he was going to be a great compliment to Russell Westbrook as far as his stats. We didn't think his numbers were going to go down. So, you know, I just think it's not – I think I, – and I, I, I posed this problem even when the trade happened, even though I was like, man, that, that's dope that, you know, we got a trade that can got the lead talking. But I just think 
with those guys, all three of those are ISO ball type of guys. The only person that can play off the ball a little is Paul George, and I think FIFO can agree with me on that. And um, but I think when you got guys that's just ISO type of dudes, you know, it's kind of hard to mesh well. You know what I'm saying? Mesh and have a good flowing offensive system. And I think like Ken and Kim and calling this for the beginning. I think uh, Billy Donovan, you know, is he the right coach for that for that squad? You know, for for Russell Westbrook. I mean, yeah, for Russell Westbrook, is he the right is he the right coach for him? You know, I think Donovan is he should be on the hot seat now. I think this is the point where he need, especially going into this season, if they don't make a run at some Western Conference Finals or possibly Finals, you know, you're gonna have to look at uh, Billy Donovan. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just think it's just not enough balls to go around for those three type of ISO players. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh. Second part question. I know it's early. I know it's early. Uh. Could you see a scenario? And I heard this mentioned today on TV. Could you see a scenario be where they look at possibly moving Paul George? And the reason why I ask that is because keep in mind Paul George is only there for a year. He can opt out and he can leave and enter in the free agency. So. Let's say that this thing doesn't get any better and we're getting closer and closer to the all-star break. Could you see there be a scenario where they, you know, look to move Paul George? Yeah, I I can see it because I think the plan, we all expected him not to stay there, you know, for multiple years anyway. Um, And to be honest with you, I don't know why he want to go to the Lakers unless Magic bringing another superstar or two there. But, um, yeah, I can definitely see them saying, well, you know what? Maybe the Paul George situation is not – depends on where they're at by the time All-Star break comes. But um, if they're not satisfied with where they're at, I can definitely see them saying, you know what? The Paul George, Mello, Russell Re- you know, Russell Westbrook project is not going as what we planned, so let's try to make a move while they're getting this guy. You know, while, they're, while it's still hot. Because Paul George is still a baller. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's still a bonafide, you know, top three, top four, small forward in the league. You know what I'm saying? So – yeah, I can see. I can definitely see. Okay, OKC making that move. Kim, what about you? Uh, what What's wrong with OKC, man? Oh, this is simple. Billy Donovan. <laughs> yeah, I knew he was gonna say it. Yeah, I I, it. I'm sorry. You 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 have. You are there to figure this out. That's your job. And. He hasn't been able to do it. They play good defense. The offensive struggle, B kind of highlighted some of that. I know Rap's going to get into some other stuff about it, but I'm going to just stick to Billy Donovan. I've I, I just, I just been on it since two years ago. You blow a 3-1 lead with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And I know it was against Golden State, but come on, man, you got to close that. Same way that Golden State had to close theirs, but that's not the point here in this discussion. Um, And we can probably say that Russell Westbrook by himself dragged that team to the playoffs single-handedly because I didn't see Donovan do much there. We've seen this season, let's give Melo some credit, man. Like He stopped taking a lot of shots. And they started to kind of win, and they kind of started to hand the ball over to Westbrook. Westbrook kind of started to take over because he became frustrated. I agree with B. I think Paul George, you know, can play in a multitude of ways, so he doesn't necessarily need the ball like that, like Melo does. But 
all that being said, like we're 26 games in now, mm-hmm. and you're, it's just not working out. And you don't have a bench. I understand that, but you have you have Mello, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook, and you cannot figure out a way to make this work. So, I do think that Kyle, Ralph, B, they're gonna have to trade Paul George before the break is up because he's not staying there much longer than that. He's already saying that we got to figure this out. Melo left without even speaking to anybody. Last the in the last loss. You give up a 22 to 2 run to mm. Charlotte. You're not better than yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, Dwight Howard <laughs> led Charlotte. <laughs> a Charlotte team that just lost their coach who stepped down because of I think health issues. Mm. And you lose. You you're supposed to destroy teams like that. We saw Cleveland struggle. They got it right. They have LeBron. That that makes the world of a difference. But they got it right. So Billy Donovan has to figure out a way to make this work. And I just don't know if he can. And if they are still hovering around 500. By the time the all, by the time the trade deadline comes around, yeah, he, he's he's gonna um, Paul George is gonna be out of there. You can't take that chance and get nothing. Um, and and I think that Billy Donovan may be gone as well. But I think they may need to make that move a lot sooner than than they may want to. Mm. True indeed, true indeed. FIFA, what about you, man? Um, What's wrong with OKC, man? Again, 12 and 14. Uh, this team, they while they did beat you know Golden State a couple of weeks ago, uh, they have looked far far less than what we have, what we all expect. Um, you know, uh, what's wrong out there? You know, I always give coaches the benefit of the doubt so that way they can kind of implement what they want to do, instill their culture. And for everything that I just said, they got to let Billy Donovan go. The time has come. Um, I think he's proven he's just Scott Brooks 2.0. And for Russell Westbrook to get over that hump, he need, he's going to need a championship type coach. And Billy Donovan is not that. They're going to need an offensive system. They They need to get you know, I thought it was interesting. Paul George a couple of weeks ago said that he's doing a lot more catch and shooting, mm-hmm. right? Where Paul George, obviously in Indiana with nobody else, he's going to get, you know, the lion's share of the balls, right? Of of the attempts and creating off the dribble and playmaking and doing all of that. When you play with two other guys, that's going to be at a reduced rate. But the coach needs to put him in positions where he can get it and go and attack. That that That's why I always say that Brad Stevens is the second best coach in the NBA because when you watch Boston play, when you watch San Antonio play, even when you watch Atlanta play, when you watch Philly play, the ball moves and the, the, the great players can dominate within the system. When you watch OKC, it's very stagnant. It's very one-on-one. They don't have Russ in the half court playing downhill. Melo gets it. Obviously, he's a ball stopper, but you're not you're not getting Paul George on the move to the basket. He's getting things where he's just catching and shooting. It it's, it, it just does not look right. It doesn't feel right, and that starts with the head coach. 
Um, I agree with Ken. If I was them, I'd get rid of them now. And I'd be on the press for the next coach as of right now. You know, I think Mark Jackson needs to be into, uh, in, in consideration. Um, there's some other names out there that need to be in consideration. Obviously, it's super early. But um, I, I definitely think they got to get rid of the coach. And then um, I would try to keep Paul George and try to trade Melo. I think Melo is more of the issue than Paul George's. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Paul George can play off the ball, it's more valuable to, for him to play with Russell Westbrook. Where Melo needs the ball more, that obstructs the symmetry that you need to create having Russell Westbrook as your main cog. Because he needs to play a full court game. He needs to play with other very skilled players, but not guys that think or want to shoot more than him. He Like, let's say... And I know obviously this trade will never go down, but let's say if the Lakers pulled the trigger for Carmelo and they gave him Brandon Ingram, right? Like Brandon Ingram type guys. Yeah, they can score, but they don't really need the ball. They can switch on defense, their energy. They do multiple things. They're multiversal. Russell Westbrook needs a team like that around him so that way he could be successful. And then the right coach to implement the right things offensively and defensively, right? So that way they can maximize those talents that they have. Because everybody that has coached Russell Westbrook is trying to make him a, 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 primarily a pick-and-roll uh, uh, point guard. And I think that you got to get him in, in, in motion. Because if you give Russell Westbrook a head of steam, who's going to stop him? But all his head of steam is generated by Russell Westbrook. And you, and you got to make it easier for him as a coach i can't always just rely on the greatness that is russell westbrook i have to make it easy for him based off of what i can do for him right so and, and i don't see that i haven't seen that with scott brooks i haven't seen that with billy donovan and it's the same exact thing it's scott brooks 2.0 you know how you, everybody should know how i felt about <laughs> scott brooks. it's a wrap you gotta let it, you got you gotta move on it, it's 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 that time no doubt no doubt um, you made some great points, man. I, I think uh, when I when I looked at it, and I and you guys have probably seen OKC more than I have. I can count on my hand. I think I've seen OKC five times. Uh, and the last time that I saw them was uh, a couple of days ago. And I kept saying to myself, like, something's not right. Something's not right. And I couldn't fit. And I it, and even after the game was over, I still couldn't figure out what wasn't right. Uh. So knowing that we were going to talk about this, I started doing a little digging and I and, and I just something said, look at Russell. See, we'll see what, what his numbers look like. Obviously, you know, we know he averaged a triple double last year and he's not doing that this year. Uh, here's what I found. Last year, Russell Westbrook shot forty two point five percent from the field. This year. Thirty nine point three from the field. Uh, last year he shot 34.3% from three point range this year, 30.9. And the biggest fall off that I can see, uh, last year from the free throw line, Russell Westbrook shot 84.5% from the free throw this year. He's down to 71.4% from free throw and he's never shot anything less than 78%. So he's even above his career low. Um, so his numbers are down across the board and it makes me wonder if 
I don't want to say that, you know, he puts too much into last year because last year was last year. He had to do what he had to do last year just to, like you said, to drag that team to the playoffs. But with his numbers being down, uh, you know, they're going to have to, like you said, Fifo, it goes back to coaching, looking at ways to make it easier for him so that he can get into the flow of the offense. And, you know, I, I saw some people talk about possibly bringing Carmelo off the bench. Car- Carmelo's not coming off the bench. Um but they're going to definitely have to if if they want to look at keeping Paul George long term, if this continues, I don't know how much leeway you're going to give Donovan, because if you get rid of Donovan and let's say you promote, I don't know, whoever the top assistant is, I'm assuming it's Mo Cheeks, if he's still on the staff, uh, you promote within or if you bring somebody like Mark Jackson off the street or something like that, you're going to have to give them time to get acclimated with that team and the players and you know with Paul George and again if this team like B said if this team is still hovering around 50% uh the 50% range as far as the, excuse me the 500 range um at the trade deadline then you got to look to move you know Paul George cuz he's not coming back I mean we are we we all think it's it's shaky at best that he's going to come back in anyway but he's definitely not coming back if they're not going to make the playoffs. And, you know, if, if they were in the East, then, you know, we could, you know, we, we could probably be okay with it. And they, you know, this team is very much capable of running off eight, nine, 10 straight games, but in the West, you know, you can run off 10 straight and just move up, you know, two places in, in the division standing. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. I, I don't, again, even after watching them and looking at Russell's numbers being down, um, you know, Carmelo shooting 40%, Paul George shooting 42% from the field. Uh, you know, so, so none of the three are actually blazing it up. And I think that they're still trying to adjust to what it is that they're doing, but you know, you know, my motto, man, they don't fire players, they fire coaches. So, you know, if, if Donovan can't write the ship, and, you know, I'm definitely going to be tuning in tomorrow night when they go to to play against the Pacers. I'm interested to see how well, you know, Paul George does or do, doesn't do. And I'm interested to see how Victor Oladipo does. And as I mentioned at the top, Oladipo's leading the all-star guards in, in shooting. I mean, excuse me, in scoring at 24.5 points a, a game. So he's doing his thing. He's he's garnering a lot of all-star attention. Um, and, you know, this team is struggling. And you look at the Knicks. The Knicks have been better since Carmelo left. Indiana's been better since Paul George has left. And, and OKC, you know, not so much. So uh, this team is going to have to turn it around and turn it around quickly or it's not going to be a good look for Billy Donovan or anybody else in that squad. Uh, keeping with the NBA, uh, the Houston Rockets right now are the best team in the NBA. Uh, but to be honest, uh, if you look at them record wise, they have the best record, but not too many people are talking about the Rockets, at least like how how you might think, because if it were Boston, if it were Cleveland or maybe uh, Golden State or San Antonio, uh, they'd be the talk of the NBA. Uh, Ken, why aren't we discussing the Houston Rockets and what they're doing right now? I think part of the reason why is is what we um, I think what Ralph said and, and maybe I, I think I said it as well or agree with him is that we've seen how this story played out before. Um, even though we've, we've said that we also uh, wanted to respect the record and acknowledge what um, they have been, you know, they have done up to the point that we talked about them um, on the show in, in past episodes. 
Um, it's been another week, maybe two weeks since we've had that conversation, and they're 21 and four. And to be honest, they're kind of making it look easy. And and I haven't really. I think they were in one game where they had to come back and win. And I'm, I was looking at it one day, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, nobody's talking about the Rockets. And if this was Golden State, that's all people would talk about, regardless of of what has happened in the past. And I think it's, I think it's a little bit unfair to the Rockets. I think it's a little bit unfair to to Harden. And if, and I think FIFA, you know, FIFA said this, like if if Paul. Chris Paul can come to that organization and give them that moxie that they'll need in the playoffs. And if that was the one thing that they were missing was attitude, then why can't this be the best team in the NBA when the Warriors, before they even won anything, when they had that great year that led to their first championship, everybody talked about them and understand they had personalities that, invited that conversation curry doing what he was doing um clay thompson you know mark jackson labeled them the splash brothers so prior to curry coming on board he already you know had people looking at them by saying that they were the best shooters in nba history and then you had you know draymond he was the difference maker and they became an overnight sensation and maybe that's why the rockets are not receiving the love that that the Warriors did when, when they rose to fame, but why can't it be the Rockets' time now? Um, I know we they have the same old coach. I know they have the same old team, but it seems like Chris Paul is making a difference on that team. And even when he went down, they still kept winning. And for whatever reason, no one is acknowledging what they're doing and really giving them the, the respect that they may deserve or that I think they deserve. So that's why I wanted to bring it up, man. I, I think now is the time to start having that conversation and looking at what they're doing and evaluating what they're doing and really asking ourselves, can they win it all? Kind of removing what we've had in the past and what we know. Like history is a good indicator of what can happen in the future, but really saying with the addition of Chris Paul and with the evidence that we have right now, 21 and four, better than any other team in the NBA, could this be the year they get to the finals? And I think now is the time to really start evaluating them and having that conversation and looking at them as legit contenders. Good point. Good point. Uh, FIFA, what about you, man? Uh, your thoughts on Houston? Why why aren't they dominating the headlines and the lead on SportsCenter and all of these things as far as how well they're playing? Uh, again, they have the best record at the time of this recording. They have the best record in the league. Because it's the same old song. It's, it's the same old song. We've seen this with James Harden ever since he's gotten to Houston, right? I remember the first time when he was traded, the first game he dropped 40-something, and I was super surprised. So for him to get to, to where they are right now, you know, the level of success that he's had over the years since he's been there is not surprising. They've been a top-five Western Conference team since he's been there. He is a difference maker, and I think CP – adds a little bit to that, but it's the same old song. And I don't know how much CP can carry 
in the playoffs if James Harden doesn't show up. I, I just I don't know what that looks like because this Houston Rockets team is still James Harden's team. They're led by James Harden. I don't think if James Harden I think if James Harden goes down, I don't think CP can do what James is doing right now. As great as CP is, I, I he's not James Harden. And at this point in his career, James Harden is a better offensive player than CP is. And I, I, I just, I don't see it, man. I, 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 and I'm not, I'm not calling them fraudulent. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that they run away from the biggest moment, right? And CP has also had, as much moxie as he has, he has had playoff meltdowns and debacles. So has James Harden. It is well documented. So I don't know how like I'm I'm just not a believer in the postseason for these guys. In the regular season, they're gonna finish top three. It is what it is. They, they, they they've done that. They've proven that. But I think James Harden won't be an MVP until he proves he can do something in the playoffs. Cause he, he's gonna have the numbers. He's gonna be up there. But I'm not I'm not I'm not buying Houston stock. I, I like it, it, it. Whatever stock I already had in them, I'm not buying anymore, and I ain't selling it either. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not that impressed. It, it's, it's kind of like they're supposed to be one of the better teams, are they not? Are right. they not? Maybe not this good. Yeah. Maybe not this good. But, but they were supposed to be one of the better teams. You know, I, I understand holding James Harden's past against him. Um, the coach, um, God, what's his name? Uh, D'Antoni. holding his past against him. But in the past, have they ever, and, and I'm asking, I'm, I'm not sure. I know this year, um, they are a top five defensive team, but in the past, have, have they ever really been ranked that high defensively? Hell I would no. have to look it up to see. So that that's making a, a little bit of a, of a difference. Um, compared to this year, like James Harden just seems way more comfortable than he has in the past to me playing um, this year. And it just seems like it's all finally kind of coming together. Like he has a sense of calm about him. And I don't know, we'll know the true story when the playoffs happen. But I'm just saying that I just think that they should at least be respectful more than they are and it's just not happening it's crazy to me i give you that i give you that and 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 i'm telling you clearly why i don't respect them it's just because of their past mm-hmm. and not because of their skill the system is tailor-made for those guys i give them props the 21 and 4 is legit but my thing is is i, I don't want to be paper champions are, are you guys really going to make the western conference final and are you guys going to give whoever makes it there a run for their money? Are you guys going to fold? You guys going to have injuries? It's just not going to happen. Like, what, what's going to be the reason why? Why it doesn't happen? That that that's what it's like. That's what I'm looking toward, and 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 that's not what you should think of when you think of a championship contender. True. What about you? What about you, B? Uh, your take on it, man? Um. Again, man, the Rockets are number one. They are the best team in the league, but uh, not being talked about as much, man. What's your take on that? Yeah, you know, when me and FIFO be talking about it at our uh, dating hip-hop shoot, I mean, I I agree. It's like with D'Antoni squads, 
we've seen this story. We've seen the same record skip over and over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> excuse me. It is going to be interesting to see, you know, with Chris Paul being there, would that kind of give them an extra little oomph to kind of, you know, make it make a run in, you know, in the West Conference Finals? Because we've seen plenty of times James Harden disappear in the playoffs when the lights got bright. Plenty of times. So, you know, my judgment is based off that. Like, okay, James Harden is looking like top three player right now. Will will he still look like like that come playoffs when 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 the when the lights is bright and when is when it matters the most? You know what I'm saying? Because I was very disappointed in last year how he disappeared, and everyone, I'm pretty sure everyone in the show was we, we was talking about it when when the time happened on Dead in Sports on this show when he disappeared. So, you know, and previous seasons where he you know disappeared again. It's just like, dude, play like you want it. So, you know, I'm a whole judgment until the end. I do notice that yeah, Houston do got some scrappers on their team now. Um, you know, they got some defensive guys that just strictly defensive guys, rebounding guys, protecting the basket. Type of guy, so you know. Hopefully, they don't take some steam off of Harden. You know, on the defensive side, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I just got a whole judgment. I never trust Dan Tony Team because we said this. We were singing this in the early 2000s when he had Phoenix. Oh, this is Phoenix year. They finally gonna get it. Mari, Shaw, Marion, and Steve Nash. They all gonna. They're gonna get it. Raja Bell. They all gonna be there. And then every time playoffs come, Dan Tony Team will disappoint you. So. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this is regular season. There's still a lot of basketball left. I want to see how these guys are going to maintain for the remainder of the season. Chris Paul came back. They're 10-0 right now. So that's why I say it's going to be interesting to see how much of a difference he's going to make when playoffs come. You know, having that having that, that attitude, that toughness that I don't give a – because we've seen Chris Paul play like this in the, when, in the Clippers when we like, damn, where Blake Griffin at? Chris Paul is the only guy that's playing like he wanted. So you know, is this going to carry on into this season with this squad? So it's going to be interesting, man. I, can, I you know can't wait till when we find out what Harden is really about come playoffs because he's going to start getting labeled like all right, Harden, like you've been <laughs> that dude for the last you know since you've been been to Houston, you've been top five damn near every season since you've been a, a Houston Rocket player. So what's up with that? So it's going to be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I I I know for a fact how and why I don't buy into Houston, and it's it's strictly because of Harden, and strictly because of Chris Paul. Um, it, maybe it's been just bad luck, I guess. But you know, these last couple of years, what happened to Chris Paul? He gets hurt. You know, and and I and I'm hoping that that does not happen. But, I, but you can't you can't never you can't never question Chris Paul. Uh, wanting to play? No, no, no. I know he wants to play. No, I, and I, I don't, I don't question his heart or anything like that. Chris, Chris Paul is a soldier. Um, I'm not questioning his heart at all. It's just we question like, Harden's though, because Harden's it's right. just been on record. Because yeah, Harden, he's been limping booty. He's, he's yeah. let's just keep, let's keep it, let's keep it a buck. He's been limping booty for for the last few years. Every time the big moments, in, in, you know, happen in the playoffs, and you know, for for those who beat the drum for, you know. For, for James Harden and say, you know, try to big him up and everything. And it's not for me to knock him down, but I always ask, what what was his big moment? Name me his big moment when it counted. Um, no, and I get it. Yeah, dropping 57 during the regular season, uh, that's phenomenal. I, I give him props for that. But come playoff time, that's when that's when your name is made. That's when your 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 legendary status is made. And it's not to say that James Harden isn't a great player, because I think he is. Um 
but I have to see it when it counts. I can't see him coming up lemon booty. I can't see him going, being up 3-1 and blowing a, a lead or something like that, which we've seen him do. So uh, that's why I'm not buying into Houston. And 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 I really, to be honest, I don't buy into Dan Tony. So I think, you know, Dan Tony's teams traditionally, they score a lot of points. They, you know, run up and down the court and they're fun to watch during the regular season. Come playoff time, those possessions shrink, your benches shrink, and every shot counts. So you can't be out there in a wild cowboy shoot threes from half court. And, you know, that's how Houston has been these last few years. And when the threes are falling, oh, they're great. But when you're not shooting wide open threes and you got guys running at you and everything like that, which has been the trend for the last few years, uh, Houston's look very mortal. And, um, you know, I just – I think that they are a team that could challenge Golden State. Uh, but no, I don't think they could beat them in a seven game series. Um, so, no, I just but we should be talking about them because they're off to a great start. But um, but no, to answer your question, Ken, no, I'm not I'm not buying them. Just not. <laughs> now, you know, my, my tune may change, but uh, I, I don't see it It's I've never bought into them. So it's going to be it's really kind of going to be hard for me to buy into them at this point. Um, so yeah, man, uh, it's time for us to, well, actually, before we wrap up, let's do a couple of one guy to goes, uh, fun game being played all over the internet. Uh, this comes from the mind of eclectic on Twitter. Uh, you can follow him at one, the number one got to go pretty simple game. Uh, you get four choices. Uh, one is removed and gone forever from your life. So with that said, let's see what we got for this for tonight's one gotta go. Um I got four. Uh so let's go let's go first one, let's go, let's go alcohol, liquor. Um Ken, one gotta go. Captain Morgan, Patron, Ciroc, Hennessy. One got to go. Captain Morgan uh, stays. That's one of my favorite. So we keep Hennessy. Uh, and it's Patron and, and what's the other one? Ciroc? Ciroc. Bye, Ciroc. Shout out to Puff. Shout out to Puff. Yeah, get Puff. Okay. You get rid of Ciroc? Yeah. Okay, okay. B, what about you, man? Captain Morgan, Ciroc, Patron, or Hennessy? One got to go. Um, I, I'm just going to say Captain Morgan because that's the only one I haven't tried before out of all those four. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what about you, FIFO? Captain Morgan, Hennessy, Peron, uh, Patron, or Ciroc? Get that Captain out of here. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm you if that's one of your favorites, so I ain't going to get on you. Get that Captain out of here. Hey, I, I, I got to con- I got to complete the thing with you guys, man. I've had Captain Morgan maybe about four or five times. It didn't do nothing for me, man. I, Ken said it's his favorite, so I'm not going to knock him. Not my but, favorite. Um, one of my favorites. I, I okay. like, man, I like Captain Morgan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can have man. it. <laughs> remind me, that reminds me what to bring to your house next time I call. Uh, <laughs> I'll, bring yep. you, I'll bring you seven bottles of Captain Morgan. <laughs> All right, let's switch it up, man. Let's go food. Let's go restaurants. Um, FIFA, I'll start with you. Uh, one gotta go. 
Cheesecake Factory, Buffalo Wild Wings, Chili's, or TGI Fridays. One got to go. TGI Fridays. Okay, okay, okay. And I apologize for those of you who don't have any of these restaurants in your little small hometown. Sorry. Um, B, what about you? Uh, Cheesecake Factory, Buffalo Wild Wings, Chili's, or TGI Friday? Uh, I had some bad experience at Buffalo Wild Wings, so I say Buffalo Wild Wings. But okay. I, I have a feeling they have some good food, but just the twice, the two times I went, horrible experience. Okay, okay, okay. Ken, what about you, man? Buffalo Wild Wings, Chili's, TGI Fridays, or Cheesecake Factory? Uh, Chili's. Chili's. I can get uh, a Chili's menu at TGI Fridays. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm agree with you, Ken. That I Chili's is just not. Chili's don't do nothing for me, man. The, the the last three or four times I've gone to Chili's, the food has been awful, and the customer service this is bad so yeah i gotta get rid of chilies gotta get rid of chilies um let's go hip-hop let's see should we go back or do let's go you know what let's do let's do 2017 real quick 2017 hip-hop albums b i'll start with you first uh forever is a mighty long time Big Crit. 444, Jay-Z. Damn, Kendrick Lamar. Layla's Wisdom, Rhapsody. One gotta go. Uh, Even though I love this album, I have to go with uh, Rhapsody's uh, Layla's Wisdom. Hell no. (laughs) FIFO, what about you, man? Um, Big Crit, forever a mighty long time. Ain't going nowhere. 444 Jay-Z. Ain't going uh, nowhere. Damn Kendrick Lamar and Layla's Wisdom Rhapsody. Bye-bye, Layla. Oh, my God. I should get y'all off this thing, man. Because you know what? You actually named my top three. Well, you know, I didn't want, because I I don't know when y'all do y'all top ten, so I I didn't want to, I didn't want to, um, I I didn't want you to, (laughs) I didn't want you to divulge what your top ten are. Um, I just picked four random four of my favorite albums for the year. Um, Ken, what about you, man? Layla's Wisdom, Damn, Four Four Four, or Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Big Crit. This guy. <laughs> you gotta be talking. You just gotta be talking smack. Man. You got like you gotta yo. Yo, please get him off. Oh man, I'm not coming back next Tuesday. So, so okay, I'm, so, I'm calling. Off okay, so it. since you said that, I, and don't don't tell me what your top ten are. So, have y'all shot that video yet for the top ten for the year? Yeah, we just okay. shot it. Okay, 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 okay. All right, I'll be looking out for that. Um, I'm getting rid of four four four, man. I'm getting rid of four four four. Uh, I've I've said on this podcast, I, I like the album, didn't love it. Um. I will not be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take it back. Last, uh, hey, that's crazy in like four, four, four. No, 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 no. Don't say that, B. Don't say that. I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it though. Everybody, I got, loved I, got, it. I got you. I got you. Everybody I got you. loved it, man. And I remember, I I, and I told you the other day, the last time, I'm sitting there watching this review, and I'm like, 
I got you. No, I feel you. I, you, you, you I, I, I got you. You like it, but you don't love it. I got yeah, you. I'm like, ain't nobody agree with that, me. That, hey, that's how I was with Questlands album. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Y'all was loving it, but yeah. I, oh, I, yeah, you were. You were. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, right. that's why I said I feel you. I feel that's you. right. That's right. You were. You were. You did. Um. Okay, last one. Uh, One got to go. Uh, FIFA, I'll start with you. Ready to die. Midnight Marauders. Oh, I know where you're going. Nope. Nope, nope, I saw this. Nope. <laughs> Midnight Marauders. Uh, <laughs> Illmatic. Uh, enter the 36 Chambers. One got to go. Wow. Oh. I, I even said on Twitter, I said, I am not making no decision. I'm not making that decision. <laughs> oh, this is easy for me. No, nah, you can't win this. Like, like you can't win. It's literally eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Like, they're all, like, super classic albums. You can't, but you it, can't but win it. But okay, FIFO, gun your head. You gotta pick one. Cause this is what we do. I'm only gonna pick. And look again. I, I, I'm prefacing this by stating, you, look, there's no right or wrong on. I think this. I know like, what you're gonna like, say too. Midnight Marauders, just cause I don't mess with tribe like that. Okay, okay, okay. I don't understand, but fair enough. <laughs> uh, Ken, what about you, man? Uh, Midnight Marauders, ready to die. Illmatic entered the 36 chambers. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, uh, I, I, I say my answer. I say my answer. Someone put a gun to my head ahead, trying man. to kill me. I would say Midnight Marauders only because it didn't oh change. Oh my god, are you serious? It didn't change shit like the other three albums did. Like Midnight Marauders, that was pretty much a, a, hey, you know, people say a better version of Low End series, but you, like off. I said, huh? I said, cut his mic off. No, I'm just saying, but all the other three, <laughs> no, I'm messing mess with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, that's the only, no, if someone had a gun in my head, the only reason. I, but I'm, technically, I'm still not picking. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a be honest. I when, I when I saw this on Twitter, I, I did tweet it out. Um, And I'm going to piss a lot of people off by saying this. Ready to Die got to go only because of two songs. Um, friend of mine and respect. I cannot stand those songs. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I hate them. I hate those are two skippable tracks for me. I never listen to it. No matter how many times I listen to this album, I will never listen to those tracks again. I hate them. I really wasn't a fan of One More Chance. The 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 original. I mean, the remix is dope, but I'll listen to that. But yeah, those two songs can't do it, man. Can't do it. So yeah, that's the only reason why Ready to Die has to go. Ready to Die, everybody went after the Ready to Die formula though. But I, I got you, personal preference. Yeah. I got you. Oh yeah, yeah, just personal Bird preference. Album, Wu Tang, so rough and rugged. Damn, uh, Illmatic just put you in New York. Um, I, mean, uh, I guess, I guess, I guess Midnight Marauders. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Nah, nah, that's this, tough, this was a good fair. one. This was a good one. Yeah, that's, that's why I this saved it for last. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I saved it for last. Uh, as always, man, thanks everybody for checking us out. Make sure that you download, subscribe, and more importantly, tell a friend, pass the word. Uh, right now, it's time for our closing thoughts. Uh, first up is my man FIFO. FIFO, what's your uh, closing thought? Um, Let me see. Let me see. Um, It was a statement out today by the big baller brand talking about that the the youngest two mellow and jello they just want to play for the love of the game you know I, i've heard a lot of criticism 
And to be successful in life, you're never going to follow the the road that you originally mapped out. You're always going to have to be able to come up with plan B, C, mm. D, E, F, all the way through that alphabet. And right now they're on different plans, the big baller brand. And I commend LeVar trying to make the best basketball decisions for uh, his kids. And this may not be the most glamorous sport or the most glamorous area in Lithuania to be playing professional basketball. But nonetheless, they'll be playing professional basketball um, and their brand will live on. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens, Uh, because when you try to be a pioneer with certain things, things aren't going to always go according to plan. And people are going to criticize you all along the way. But if he wins, he's going to win big. And if you bet and if you have dreams, they better be big, too. So I still commend LeVon trying to do what's best and trying to maximize the brand while they have the opportunity to. So, you know, by all means, be a big baller. There it is. There it is. Uh, B, what about you, man? Your final thought. Isaiah Thomas and his old basketball stories. I love listening to Isaiah talk. Isaiah Thomas talk about old stories and just talk about basketball, period. Coming from, that's my favorite, like, basketball player, man. So, like, I, I just love it. But other than that, man, I hope everyone have a, a Merry Christmas. Wait a minute, why I'm saying this like we're not recording next week? But, um, yeah, everyone just be safe out there in these streets, man. It's crazy out here. True indeed, true indeed. Ken, what about you, your final thought? Um, B tweeted us something where Kareem uh, said that the NBA is America's sport, and I uh, I agree with that. Um, when I look at the, the followings, of the two organizations, the NBA has more followers on Twitter. I think they have more followers on more likes on Facebook. Like they numbers wise, last time I checked, they have more uh, overall numbers, counting numbers than the uh, than the NFL. And I get emails from Google and uh, on a week to week basis, and every week I get one saying that the search for basketball is up twenty five percent or 30% or something like that. Basketball is huge. We've talked on the show about the storylines that they have and um, and just the overall interest that people have in, in the stars and the characters in what we could call superheroes. Um, when, when you look at just the different skills and abilities that they have, you know, the NBA, they, they have superpowers if you really want to break it down. And um and just looking at this year alone, like there's just I mean you're looking at Pop going 19 to eight without Kawhi Leonard, like who who does that? You know the Knicks right now are in the playoffs. There's a story out right now about LeBron possibly going to Houston. We just <laughs> talked about the Rockets, you know, on on this show, and and there's a narrative built around, you know, what James Harden hasn't done and Chris Paul hasn't done and D'Antoni, you know, uh, hasn't done. And can they do it? People are going to watch that. Um, you know, we, we, B, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, but I understand that you didn't. But um, the Pistons starting out hot. Now they've lost seven straight. You know, yeah. and then you look at the Pistons, and, you know, now I have a question. Is Stanley Johnson a bust? I think we have to have that conversation. So all of this stuff is happening in the NBA, and people are just fully interested. They play every night. You got highlights every night that are easily shareable on on Twitter. 
uh, or, or Facebook or Instagram. So, and then tonight, at the time of this recording, we got MB versus Towns. Mm. And Ben Simmons is, is, is playing. And then Lonzo played in the Garden. Like, come on, man. Like, it's all about the NBA. And in a week or two, the NFL will be over. They'll be in the playoffs, and then we move, we're moving on to something else. So, uh, so I agree with Kareem, man. Like, I don't think it's something that has been pointed out um, in the past, but I'm glad that he said that. And I think it's time that we start pushing that forward more. That's a good point, Ken, especially with, uh, uh, you know, the the injuries and the impact of concussions and stuff like that in the NFL. Uh, from a PR perspective, the NBA looks much, much brighter for the future. Um, quick programming note before we uh, get out of here, before I get on to my final thought. Uh, just got notification that Aaron Rodgers has been cleared to play uh, with. he. You know, of course, you know, he suffered a broken collarbone, so yes. they will get him back for the final three weeks of the season. Uh, I think Green Bay Green Bay has to win all three, and then they might need a little help to get in. But if they get in and they got Aaron Rodgers, you know they have a shot. We got um, him back, B. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure do. So uh, my final thought, man, goes right there. Uh, concussion protocol. Uh, many of you saw, or if you did not see it, it's finished as soon as you finish this podcast. Uh, Google and you on YouTube. Um, uh, the concussion from Tom Savage. Tom Savage, the quarterback from the uh, Houston Texans. Uh, he was sacked on this past Sunday and he was laying on his back and you could tell that he was concussed. And as he tried to roll over on his side, his hands were shaking and you could see his eyes kind of rolling in the back of his head. It looked and appeared to most of us that he was having some form of a seizure. Uh, Savage got on his feet, went to the sideline, went under the concussion protocol. A independent neurologist cleared him to come back into the game. And he comes back into the game, he runs two plays, and then they pull him back out the game, and he does not go back in the game anymore. Um, That should never happen. This man was on his back having convulsions, and it looked like, again, like he was having a seizure, and was allowed to come back into the game. Now, head coach Bill O'Brien said that, you know, he didn't see the hit and he did not know that, you know, he was in that kind of a shape. He would have never let him in back in the game. And he's, you know, he said he wasn't passing the buck, but he didn't see it. The doctors cleared him to come back into the game. And then they said that he wasn't good enough to come back in the game. So they pulled him out. Um, again, concussions are a part of the game. It's, it's a sad, um, byproduct of this game where you have players that are bigger, faster, stronger than they've ever been before. And and if you get them to run into each other, yeah, people's brains are going to get, you know, scrambled. Uh, But the NFL fails uh, to protect its own when you have a player like this on the ground and, you know, in this kind of condition and he's allowed to come back into the game. And while Bill O'Brien may not have seen the hit, in a stadium where there are coaches that can yell at him and tell him, hey, let's challenge this play, I find it very hard that there was not one coach on this coaching staff that says, hey, do not let Savage get back in the game. You can't pass the buck. These players are going to be in bad shape, particularly if you don't take care of them and help them take care of themselves. They're going to be in bad shape 5, 10, 15 years from now. And at this point, 
The concussion protocol is a joke. This should never happen. So I'm glad Tom Savage is okay. He's in concussion protocol. But the NFL, a league that prides itself on, you know, protecting its players and seems to be more concerned about a player taking a knee than a player writhing on the ground, having a concussion and convulsions and a seizure. Once again, thanks again for checking out another edition of the Dead End Sports Podcast. For BZ, for FIFO, for Ken, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.